Good afternoon, listeners. It's 4.30, and you're listening to Katie and Kay. Coming up next is Ask the Vet. And with me today on the phone, I have Dr. Chuck Maker of Alpine Equine Hospital in Carbondale and Jane Backrack, who also knows a lot about horses. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Hello. Are you on the line? Hi, Kathleen. Hello. Hey, Kathleen. Hey, Jane. Welcome. Hey, Welcome to the airwaves. Thank you. The well, COVID how- reality airwaves. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We're adapting, exactly. aren't we, still? <laughs> and not and not only are we going to talk about horses, we're going to also, because Chuck also does large animals, you know, does large animals. He's a large animal vet. So we can discuss, we can talk about goats and cows and horses and anything like that. So if Lions and tigers and bears. And bears, oh, exactly. Oh, my. <laughs> I had to. So if anyone out there wants to call in and ask a question, give us a call at 963-2976. And Chuck, I'm sure, will be able to answer your question. Mm. So I have a question. Okay. And it's about goats, but it could also be about horses. Uh, okay. So, um, because I have goats. Um, my goats, and I've had horses, and I've had this issue before with horses. Um, they don't seem to be drinking enough water during the winter, even though, you know, I've got heated buckets. Right, and right. What, why is that, and is there anything I can do? Well, I bet, you know, none of us drink as much water uh, this time of year when it's cold out as compared to when it's hot out, right? Um, right. You know, herbivores or things that eat plants uh, are a little different, but still somewhat similar in that, you know, if the temperature is down, they're not going to drink as much. Um, They do require a certain amount of water, uh, kind of a minimum amount to aid with their hay uh, digestion. But, you know, usually uh, horses, cows, goats, sheep, they're all going to drink about 10 to maybe 15% less water compared to, say, what they would drink in July this time of year. Okay. If only they so could not- drink herbal tea, because that's how I stay hydrated during the winter. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, if we, if we ate what uh, horses ate, we'd all have oxalate kidney stones, and uh, <laughs> we'd, be, we'd be at Valley View. Um, no. <laughs> Forages, you know, they really, they provide the energy they provide because the bacteria digest the forage that's ground up by their teeth, right? So that process uh, of um, digestion, those cellulose sugars, requires lots of water. You know, a thousand pound horse should probably be drinking this time of year five to five and a half, six gallons of water a day when it may drink seven or eight gallons and maybe more in the summer. Certainly it depends on, you know, if they're getting exercise so right. forth. So yeah. Right. So um if if a horse doesn't drink enough water, they could call it, is that correct? Well what ends up happening is there's this kind of like fluid reserve uh in in animals that eat hay. And, you know, ordinarily that hay is mixed with a lot of water. So Cows, horses, they can go 
longer periods than we can drinking less water, but they pull that extra water that they need from their GI tract. Mm-hmm. So what ends up happening is when that happens, if that continues to happen over a period of days, they'll slowly become more constipated and develop impactions in their gut. So um, they have a, an ability to walk for miles and miles and miles to get that water. That's how nature designed them. You know, we try and help right. them and make sure they have only they don't have to walk that far for water. But, uh, yes, we do see, you know, this time of year be somewhat of a colic season. And uh, excuse me for interrupting, but we do have a caller. Uh, hello, caller. Hey, how are you, Dr. Maker and Jane? Oh, hi, Lisa. <laughs> Is this Lisa? Hey, Lisa. Yes. Hey, I have a question uh, for horses walking on the snow. Is there, like, special... Um, uh, um, horseshoes or anything that they can wear so they have more traction? Yeah. Um, you know, horses that have a good cup sole uh, can do without shoes in the winter. Um, uh, you know, where that, that snow that sticks to the bottom of your feet when you walk across the, you know, up uh, cross-country skiing, you know, where depending on the weather, humidity, snow likes to stick to the bottom of your skis. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same thing for horses. You know, you can have a horse that needs shoes for traction and we'll put some special pads or ferial put pads on the bottom of their feet to help that snow from um, diminish how it accumulates under the foot. But um, a good healthy horse foot um, can do without shoes. Um, it just really depends. Horses now are, have kind of become what we've bred them to become. So some of them don't have that 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 healthy sole and foot, and they do need uh, you know shoes with borium traction and special pads. But I've had I have had horses most of my life, and um, I've never put shoes on in the winter because, like Chuck just said, you know they naturally. Um, Without shoes, you know, their their hooves sort of stick to the snow, and I've never had a problem with that. I mean, if so you're going to you play polo on the snow or something like that, yeah, that's right. Sure. So, you, so you you can remove their shoes, and they'll be okay. Well, it depends. You know, every time we say one thing that applies to all horses, we're probably wrong. But you know, horses can if they have a good cupped sole, a thick sole and good hoof quality, um, they can be outside in the snow because what sticks to their foot comes off as they exercise and run across the pasture. But many of our show and uh, a lot of the horses I see often will do need a, a horseshoe because they don't have the sole thickness. They have foot conditions that require their feet be protected during the winter um, from that ice accumulation under their foot. Do goats need shoes? Uh, only yours, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you guys very much. Thanks hey, for calling, Lisa. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 <laughs>
And just a reminder, this is Ask the Vet, and it's a call-in show. So if you have any questions about winter animal care, call me at 963-2976. Yes. Give us a call. Um, I have an idea. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it involves... And, and this is a real question, too. We, we, could, we, could, we could share your idea with the 12 other people listening, Jane. What's your idea? <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is, you, you take care of goats as well as horses because you yep. take care of my goats, right? If, if it eats hay, we'll, we'll take care You'll of it. You'll take care of it and cows, right. So I know that goats, I know my goats, um, love to eat pine needles. And so, you know, what I do every winter after Christmas is go down to town hall, across from town hall, where people drop off their Christmas trees, and I grab a bunch of trees or branches and bring them up to my goat. Mm -hmm. So I had this idea. uh, Uh If we maybe we could fence off that parking lot across from the day after Christmas across from town hall and bring a bunch of goat feet in there to eat all of the Christmas tree needles, pine needles. What- I think I think you'd have some experience somewhat similar to like herding cats. I think you know <laughs> you'd 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 invite the goats to eat the pine needle trees, and they would eat some. But it's kind of like the goats that go along Rack's uh, bike path. Right. They eat what they want to eat, and uh, yeah, they pine needles are certainly goat wool. Um, mulch a pine uh, Christmas tree right. in short short order, for sure. Right. Speaking of that, Kathleen, mm-hmm. I listened to your... Kathleen did uh, an interview during the summer. Are you aware of the, of the thousand goats that came here to the shooty property, Chuck? I saw the thousand goats in several locations this summer. Yes. Well, Kathleen did a great interview um, yeah. on Katie and Kay, which was yeah, really got, interesting. Thanks. I got to talk to the, the woman who's in charge. And they are the same goats who go on the, the paths on Rafta, too. So they can kind of be right. spotted yeah. really all over the right. West. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, they were up on Basalt Mountain, too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But um, so goats are brought, so they brought these goats here because they're browsers and they eat. You know, they don't stay in one place. They eat, you know, they eat all kinds of stuff that other animals won't eat. Um, and that's why they brought them to that, to the shop property, I guess, to uh, make it more amenable for wildlife, right? Yeah, and I think this fire, um, like since the fire had gone through up on Basalt Mountain, too, I think they do some good kind of natural land management up there as well. Oh, really? Yeah. I think it's if a piece of land is overgrown, I think having it grazed helps prevent that from being the case. Gotcha. Gotcha. 963-2976, if anyone wants to call in and ask Dr. Maker about horses, goats, pigs or cows? Well, I have a question. Since we're on the topic of diet, I mean, I certainly know that I crave, um, you know, fatter, richer foods, basically, (laughs) throughout the winter. So what what 
goes into like a horse diet to keep them staying nice and warm? Um, you know, really horses don't, uh, you know, you and I crave those things from all the subliminal messages we get, you know, from TV and radio and advertisements. Horses would be happy if they could just have a good quality hay every day, any day. Um, we do get into a little bit of a situation, just like, you know, if, if you're exercising or you're burning extra calories, keeping warm, you know, all the animals outside now need some relative increase in the in the food they eat um, just to keep warm. Remember, their, their uh, diet, um, they eat enough to maintain their body weight, but they also have to eat enough because they burn some calories to stay warm. And now that it's well less than 45 degrees during the day, we should... You have to anticipate feeding your horse or your cows extra uh, now because they burn, you know, they burn a substantial additional amount of calories staying right. warm. And also, I think, I know with the goats, it's the same thing with goats, too. Um, and goats, you, goats, goats. <laughs> but shouldn't you feed horses and goats more alfalfa and in the in the winter? Because that's hotter. Uh, I don't. I don't know if it's that uh, linear between stating that you got to feed alfalfa. It, it really becomes just a, a math equation, if you will. If um, you, you know, an animal, a herbivore, a hay-eating animal, just needs to eat about one percent additional calories per day uh, for every ten degrees below forty-five degrees that it is outside. So. If it's zero out, roughly, let's say, zero to five degrees out like it was this morning, they need to eat about four to five percent more calories per day. And that equates to, you know, somewhere in the five to six pounds of hay a day. Now, if that's alfalfa hay that's got a few more calories per pound, they need to eat a little less. Mm -hmm. If it's grass hay that's not quite as calorically dense, they need a little bit more. So, but, but that's the... That's the that's the reality. Is they're they're eating to maintain their body weight and their health and muscle mass and and normal body functions, and they're also eating because you know when they digest hay, it produces heat. Uh, some of that heat and digestion goes to simply keeping warm. So um, we suggest people feed you know somewhere one to four percent more calories per day, which again is five to Seven percent, five to seven pounds more hay a day for a thousand pound horse this time of day, this time of year. All right, I hope, I hope everyone was taking notes on that math. Yeah, but, there's, uh, a, there's, there's a math <laughs> question later. But I do have another caller. Hello, caller. Oh, hi, hi. Um, I have a question that the doctor might be able to shed some insight on. I've been okay. told from multiple sources, none of them necessarily knowing what they talk about when they say this, but so so I'm happy to check in with a with a doctor here. And with the holidays coming, you know, it's relevant because when people say, don't ever look a gift horse in the mouth, I'm wondering, should I do that or should I not do that, especially around Christmas? And if I do, oh. I don't know what I'm looking for. <laughs> oh, let's see. A gift horse. I don't know how to answer this one. Um, <laughs> Come on, you're a vet. 
Yeah, I don't know. Jane, I, I, I'm not sure I know how to field this question. A gift okay. horse in the a gift horse in the mouth. I'm not sure. Um You stumped him, caller. I, I, I think the, Yeah, stumped I, I'm stumped on that one. Well, I, I thought we were gonna go down down the, the path of, you know, talking about horse care and gifts and charity and remembering remembering to be giving and and that well, so forth. We should forth. certainly do that. We should certainly do that. Yes, we should. And yes, if somebody wants to gift me a horse for Christmas, I would love that. Oh boy. <laughs> that's a big that's a big take for responsibility on the maintenance yeah. of the gift. It, it yeah. is. Jane knows I, what she's getting into though. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let your goats but, eat your horse, though, Jane. What? Yeah. You couldn't let your goats eat your horse. No. 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 But but goats are are good horse companions. Yes. And vice yes. versa. That's true. That's true. Especially yeah. if you can train the goat to jump up on the horse's back and do some tricks. Oh, that's exactly. True. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I would I would suggest you keep me on speed dial if you do that. Nine six three two nine seven six. Yes, thank well, you for the call. Yeah, thank Bye. you, caller. Bye. We appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> so, what? What else? I'm surprised. What? I'm surprised, Jane. You you always would ask me about your horses and whether or not I should blanket them or not. I you was going to ask question. about blankets. Let me, let me, I love the blankets. Jane. Jane, Jane, do you think we should blanket every horse? No, because if you blanket a horse, it won't. Their um, their coat won't grow out naturally, and to keep them warm in winter. I mean, if you blanket a horse, you have to blanket them every day during the winter. But then, what would, what, what would we do with all those emails from the state line TAC and Smart PAC? And, you know, uh, we, we should be buying our horses all their clothes for the winter, I thought. Mine well, boxes, well, though, anyway. Well, people who have show horses do that. But... I think that's, that's why I asked the question, is because I think there's a difference. I think, I think the horses on County Road 100 that are adapted to their environment, that are eating the extra hay they need to stay warm, that are out there with the cows. Right. Uh, their hair stays nice and fluffy and and has got lots of insulation, and those horses are doing great. Right. Versus the show horse that's maybe kept in a barn under lights that doesn't grow as big a winter coat right. or comes here seasonally. I mean, you know, like you know, somebody from Florida getting off the plane and not, not having the coat that the person that's lived here um, right. has. So, Those uh, are the state-line tax shoppers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, same goes. A lot of horses nowadays are, you know, when I was when I was in vet school, or uh, it seemed like an 18-year-old horse was an old horse, and now we see 30-year-old horses doing really yeah. well. So they don't often have the teeth that they need to do so. Because they can't eat what they need to eat, we usually say blanketing those special needs horses is not a bad idea. Gotcha. You do have to wash the blanket, though. Yes, you do. Nine six three two nine seven six. Um, what 
about I blanket my goat. Really? No. Oh, <laughs> but my <laughs> but my neighbor who had minis, I've got a couple of minis. Yeah. Um she had literally had blankets for her goats and would blanket them in the winter. Yeah. I, I haven't seen any goats. Um I haven't seen any ruminants, period. That means ruminants, they have, like, four stomachs, right? Right, like uh, cows. Cows, sheep, pigs, uh, not pigs, cows, sheep, and goats. They they have an even larger stomach uh, cavity that if they have good water and and enough hay, they produce plenty of heat. They they certainly would benefit from a, a windbreak or some sort of a shelter when when it's windy and wet, but uh, I don't think blanketing them is necessary. Yeah. But you're first, Jane. What? You're first. Uh, I to didn't... Blanket your, to blanket your goats. Oh, no, I'm not going to... I'm not going to blanket my goats. <laughs> no. So, 963-2976. And if anyone wants to shift me a horse, Give us a call. Kathleen? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, uh, well, I mean, I can't gift you a, co- a horse, but... <laughs> um, and I can't I can't really say I know a thing or two about horses, so I probably shouldn't be gifted a horse either. But I, I was okay. going to ask, sort of when it comes to, um, like, mud season, which it's we're getting a little past that at this point, but those, like, shoulder thank, seasons... Thank God. With, yeah. With mud, I mean, what's the deal with horses on, like, trails um, during mud season? That's something I, I really just don't know, and I'm curious. Uh, you know, I... They don't necessarily uh, aren't aren't bothered by it if they're getting good hoof care. Um, we see more things in the mud season be skin related. The mud seasons kind of fall into that time of the year where it's getting cold and we have warm days. We see quite a few colics in those shoulder seasons, particularly in the spring where there's some green grass emerging, but. Um, we see problems like infections in their feet. That's probably the most, that and skin infections um, in horses that aren't groomed or are blanketed 24-7 in those. Because, right, the blanket's great in the winter or in the evening when it's cold, but they sweat in it in the in the daytime and and they get skin infections and then the mud doesn't clean out of their feet and mm. they'll get thrush and all sorts of problems. So it keeps farriers busy and keeps the commercial laundromat busy washing blankets, I hope. So are you saying, so the horses, the race horses, or show, sorry, rather show horses that wear the blankets, are their hooves also affected by that sort of the fact that they're not kind of like getting used to the elements? I don't think so. I mean, I think the show horse is probably, you know, uber dialed in to what it needs because it's got an attendant, you know, all the time and they get their blankets put on at night and they get them taken off by 8 a.m., 9 a.m. And, you know, I think the vast majority of those horses are, they have like a personal trainer, right? It's, they're dialed right. in. I think it's more the, the horse out in the pasture that, you know, gets a blanket put on on Monday and gets it checked on Friday. If there's some warm days like there were, gosh, a few weeks ago now, 
um, you know, and they don't get their feet picked up. Maybe they have some special needs. I think that's where where things fall through the cracks and we see water heaters fail and horses will not drink as much water if the water is kept uh, at or below the freezing temperature, like in a creek or a ditch or a unheated water trough with ice on it. So, you know, those those things, those risks are probably um, not uniformly spread across the population of horses that are show animals versus, you know, backyard um you know, ranch horses, if you will. Makes right. sense. That's, and we're coming yeah. up on our last minute or so here. So if you have any uh, sort of final comments, be happy to hear them. I just hope everybody has a you know safe and healthy holiday and new year. I, I'm Me too. glad to see 2020's dumpster fire get behind us and look forward <laughs> to a healthy and prosperous 2021. That's how yeah. I would end it. Likewise, yeah. I think we all deserve some extra cheer this year. Yeah. I think we all do, too. Maybe, hopefully, we can all remember our neighbors. Yeah, yes. good point. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jane, and thank you, thank Dr. You. Chuck, um, for being you, on the everybody. line. And thank you, Kathleen, and thanks, Chuck, for all we'll the talk info. talk to you next time. Yeah. Sounds okay. good. Happy all right. almost new year. Yeah. Okay. Talk to you later.